everyone. Uh, welcome to probably our most anticipated podcast of the entire year. Um, so, so anticipated that we had to split it up into two parts. So this is only part one. Uh, Josh and Gabe are going to join me for part one. And then on Wednesday, Will and JJ are going to join me for part two. So I'll get to kind of basically go through the same format with uh, both sets of people. And then, uh, you know, if you, you can choose to listen to both or you can choose which uh, set of people you want to listen to. So um, I'm sure I'm sure uh, all four of these guys are going to have different. T- maybe not. Maybe it'll just be all five of us praising the movie, which probably will be. But <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into it then. Um, let's start with spoiler free impressions first before we get into all the spoilers. I just want to say, Wow. Because this movie exceeded all my expectations, and I didn't even know it was possible, and somehow Marvel Studios pulled off what I thought originally was going to be impossible to pull off. So. These are facts. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty good movie. I'd rank it as like one of the better solo movies <laughs> that I've seen. Uh, not to be confused with the weird Han Solo prequel. I mean, <laughs> the one-man one movies. So, I mean, like, obviously it wasn't perfect, but, like, mm-hmm. I walked away, like, pleasantly surprised because um, I'm playing Halo in the background. Can you guys hear that? No. Okay, I'm double-checking because it was loud as hell. I was, like, hearing Halo. <laughs> Uh, yeah i was like super worried that this would kind of be sony banking off the success of into the spider verse Mm -hmm. i've said that before but even though uh, they made that movie too yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I mean like so they made a successful like movie where they have like multiple spider guys Women and and spider thems. Okay, I got you. Mm -hmm. Spider thems. Uh, Yeah, so I was like, when I first saw this movie and read the rumors, I was like, (laughs) oh man, this is really just going to be like them trying to do that, but live action. And Mm -hmm. there's like a hundred different things that can go wrong when you're just like, oh, this worked. Why don't we, you know, try to do the live action one this time? Mm -hmm. But it it was pretty good. I would have spaced it out, like, not so close to Into the Spider-Verse. Like, honestly, if they could have, I would have rather them release, like, one earlier or, like, one later. Because I was like, hmm, like, the interdimensional shit is, like, really um, coincidental, I guess. Mm -hmm. And also Marvel's doing, like, weird stuff with that, too. But anyhow, um, yeah. Yeah. Movie. For sure, for sure. Josh, your spoiler-free impressions? Listen, when Spider-Gwen showed up, I was like, this is a carbon copy of Spider-Verse, and I thought it was going to be bad. But it wasn't. It was good. I I very much loved it. I told my grandparents. I came home, and my, my whole family made fun of me at Christmas for it. But I was like, I have never cried so much, like in a movie theater, and, like, there's good stuff that happens, and I cried. And there's bad stuff that happens, and I cried. Basically, my answer to this movie was just tears. 
and it, it, it <laughs> meant so much, and it was so good. And I I was in the same boat as Gabe, not quite on the Spider Verse part, but like I was nervous that they couldn't quite pull it off. That <laughs> this movie was just gonna have it, it was gonna be too big for its britches. Like they yeah. just couldn't handle it. Right. And I watched it, and I left, and. Like, for a moment of time, the whole group of people I went, we were just speechless. We, we didn't know what to talk about first. We couldn't think of what to say. And that's exactly, it, it was like the good way, too. Like, there's those movies you leave and you're like, that was bullshit. Like, why did we even see that? But this one was like, oh, my gosh. Like, do I even have to see that again? Because everything that happened was so big. And, like, it meant something mm -hmm. that I, honestly, I haven't even had to see it a second time. And I remember it vividly. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll say exact quotes from the movie to people around me. And they're like, <laughs> how'd you remember that? I'm like, dude, like, that scene broke my heart. Or, like, <laughs> this scene was so good that it made me cry and I remember it. But, yeah, like, holy shit. Amazing. People were saying, people were saying that it would be, like, on par with like Endgame in terms of just like ambition and whatnot, and I really didn't believe that at all, even after I saw it. But like I thought about it, I'm like, this is a big crossover from like technically different franchises, right? Yeah. Like usually, like in Hollywood, they would avoid this type of shit, but they knew people would lose their marbles because <laughs> someone in the Sony team was using their brain, I guess. Yeah, like, for the yeah. first time. Woo! <laughs> and honestly i did not think far from home was that strong it could have been a lot lot better yeah so that also had me worried but it delivered yeah i mean i'm one of the few lovers of far from home but i but this one definitely capitalized on the flaws that far from home had for sure I'm also i am also a uh, far from home lover we God's mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw it twice. I saw it with Gabe and JJ, and then I took my dad to see it. And yeah, both times, theater the theater audience was uh, cheering at parts that uh, you know where uh, most people would cheer at. Um, and dad said, holy cumballs, son! This movie's amazing. Yeah, well, so my dad enjoyed it, but he said he still thought he liked Infinity War better, which is interesting. Um, but that's just my dad's personal preference. Um, uh, and Infinity War is Infinity awesome. War does go hard, though. Yeah, oh, it does, and I, I, I respect. I definitely respect uh, my dad's take that he liked Infinity War better for sure. Oh, your dad's dumb. Just kidding. <laughs> Infinity War is a fantastic movie. I do not blame him at all for that. Yeah. So, but he said he said he liked it as well. So, um. You know, and just like, yeah, everything they pulled off, and we'll get into it now, but just incredible. I clapped twice in the theater, and I clapped once after the movie ended. So, um, so, and I, and I'm guessing you can guess which two parts during the movie I clapped at. I, Gabe knows, obviously, because he was there, but. When Gwen Stacy died. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and when they shot the lizard. The, when animal control got him, those are probably I, I must the say, when the lizard did the musical number, it took me by surprise. What's up? Uh, yeah, what's this song? Uh, yeah, when 
when they performed the whole song from Rogers the Musical. I thought it was a little repetitive because we'd already seen it in the show, but you know, whatever. I, I guess it's okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know why a fight had to take place on Broadway, but you know, ambition. The ending, the ending was like pretty good. It was a tearjerker, though. Oh yeah. The critics are calling it truly riveting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, I didn't cry, I mean, but I, I was definitely sad. Um, the only movie I've ever cried at is Marley and Me, but <laughs> that that oh, shit is fun. sad. Come on, I kill dogs for fun. Bro. Oh my god. Have you guys seen the meme? It's like a fake quote with a picture of Owen Wilson next to it. And it's like, between you and me, there's no way to fake a dog's death. It's gotta be real. Jeez. Alright, well... We won't talk, we, I won't say in specifics, but I did send a meme in our MCU podcast group chat. Yeah. And Brookie did not fully read it at first. Oh. In false praise <laughs> to a meme that was uh, not politically correct. Okay, so in my defense, not that it's defensible, <laughs> but I thought it was a different uh, informational blurb that has been going around, and it was obviously that, but edited to say something completely wrong and completely different i sent it and then brookie's immediate reaction was like best actor that's why he's the best and gabe and i are just looking at the message like what no <laughs> yo sicko mode brookie <laughs> if i would if i would have taken time to read it before commenting i would have noticed it um but yeah no so We'll get into the cast now and all the spoilers. We will save the bigger spoilers as we go forward. So we'll start, of course, with our star, Tom Holland. Um, they really went through with the emotions for his Peter Parker in this movie. And really, he has grown up now at this point. Like, this is, you know, it took two movies. He was still kind of immature and doing things that weren't exactly the most responsible. But, you know, he was still growing. And here it's just like, okay, we're just going to grow you up you're you are on your own at this point so yeah really takes on a leadership role you haven't seen before in that mm -hmm. yeah and having to make like serious decisions because like well i guess he's never been in, like in an ultimatum like that no no not 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 that we've seen him in the past uh mcu movies like it's an iron man level decision Right. Right. Josh, your takes on Tom Holland in this movie? Yeah, they really, like you said, they really made him grow up. And he had to do it quick, too. Because he had to make a bunch of big decisions. And this is one kid, one, like, teenager, hasn't even graduated high school, <laughs> facing an Avengers-level threat. Yeah. Like, he's facing five... Of the Sinister Six. <laughs> like, obviously, someone wasn't there, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh, like, this kid faced five of the Sinister Six. The Sinister Six had enough power in the comics to, like, just do anything. Right. And, like, this kid was facing them all alone. He had never faced a villain by himself before. Like, because he had nothing, and he had nobody he was just kind of like by himself and like he didn't have stark tech because mm -hmm. he, he got like gooped or something like his suit got spoiled right it was funny i was like ha, 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 got him. 
all the great paint. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just kind of like he had to rely on the bare minimum. It's like how parents say the real life is actually going to hit you. Like, you know, once you realize how much toilet paper costs, you're going to go bankrupt. And it was kind of like that. Like, he's now figuring out, like, okay, this is how the real world works. And, like, he had little to no help. So, yeah, he really got his support taken away. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Ben Parker was not paying child support anymore. He said, no, Aunt May, I will not pay it. I hate that kid. I preferred, he said, I preferred the 90s Japanese Spider-Man. I don't like Tom Holland. I will not pay the child support. <laughs> On the other hand, uh, and we'll like probably get into this later when talking about just like his uh, metamorphosis mm-hmm. by the end of this movie, but um, it should be like a Spider-Man we're a lot more familiar with mm-hmm. because it's just his hands slash fists and his web shooters. Yeah, they. Um, so there's a flip side to it. We're gonna be seeing like an interesting change. For sure, I agree. And like, this is definitely the most visceral like action for uh, Spider-Man in the MCU that we've seen. So, Absolutely. Um, Still can't get over the memes where it's like Green Goblin attacks the bridge. Peter Parker, Edith, fire all the drones on the Green Goblin. <laughs> 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 Yeah. That kid would have had the easiest movie. It would have been half an hour. Not even. <laughs> yeah, thank God they destroyed that stuff. Yeah, I n- n- yeah, yeah, I get why they did, but I was like, damn, if they would have just kept it, he would have just would have slaughtered all of New York within like five minutes. Right. Yeah, and I honestly think I mean, Tom Holland has grown so much just as an actor in the last several years. So it, it's really, really cool to see that come uh, full force in this movie. So, um, <laughs> all right. Um, all right. And then we have Zendaya as MJ. Um, and I really like, this is my favorite relationship out of the three uh, relationships we've had in the Spider-Man movies. I can feel their chemistry and like, um, like, I, I think, um, and it helps that they're dating in real life, and obviously that helped with Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, that their chemistry was good as well. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly, okay, allegedly. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Tom and Zendaya being a couple in real life confirmed, like, it's, they are really great together, and um, I like that, you know, uh uh, MJ, uh, Michelle Jones is not just, like, this damsel in distress like Kirsten Dunst was in all three Raimi Spider-Man movies, so that, that was nice to see, so. Yeah, their chemistry really, like, comes through the screen, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Josh, anything on, uh, MJ? Well, Zendaya's a little ugly, but I got... No, I'm kidding. My <laughs> God! No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm absolutely kidding. She is absolutely gorgeous. Um, and that's coming from a man who dates dudes. But, yeah, she's an amazing MJ. Their chemistry, as you said, is honestly on point. Like, every time I see them together, I, especially in the end of Far From Home, I truly yeah. believe that, like... I'm going to throw the big word in here. 
I truly believe that they loved each other. Like, even before they would say it. Right. They they did. Like, you could just tell by the way they acted around each other. It. Oh, my gosh. And this movie, it just made it even better. And their chemistry was, like, the scene where um, they're talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Just magnificent. Yes. Like, I never thought they could make a Zoom call wholesome Mm -hmm. in a movie. And then they did. I was like, wow, I love the sequel to Unfriended. But, like, it was was really good. Like, I was very surprised that they could take that and be like, oh, these people are very far apart on the phone. And then they somehow made it, like, one of the most beautiful moments at the beginning of the movie. And I I, I was blown away by it. Yeah. Wow, this is like oddly good for like a FaceTime. And like, yeah, they threw in the humor like Marvel does, but like mm-hmm. for that brief couple of seconds, it was just pure like heart and you could feel it and you could tell that it was coming across between the two of them. And I was like, this is it's crazy when you think that they're probably not actually on a Zoom call mm-hmm. or like a FaceTime. Like they could be, but maybe not. So yeah. Yeah, it was just beautiful, and it made the ending even more sad. Um, like, that's why it worked, is because you believed in this relationship for the the two Spider-Man movies that they've had it, so. Um, all right, and then we got to talk about our boy, the Sorcerer Supreme himself, Ned Leeds, Jacob Badlon, um, and uh, the guy, you can take the guy out of the chair, but you can't take the chair out of the guy, Um Ned is, uh, Ned is fantastic. Um, it was awesome as well. Like Jacob Badalon lost a lot of weight, uh, before No Way Home. Uh, so he definitely looks great. Um, and so, um, yeah, I really liked Ned in this movie. It was really interesting to see him use Dr. Strange's sling rain, um, for that moment that we'll get to, uh, in a little bit. Um, yeah, the one thing I will say, Ned has consistently been funny as hell the entire <laughs> no or the entire home series. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a f- <laughs> it's the just every movie has just a house and doing shit. <laughs> the one guy who actually has a house in the Spider Man trilogy and it's Ned Leeds. He, I, I he is like the funniest guy. Spoiler alert. He got skinny so that he could play Hobgoblin, guys. He showed up in this movie. He was number two to Willem Dafoe. They go right back to the Roosevelt Island cabs, and they kidnap Zendaya. And then a random tram that's for some reason only filled with kids, no parents. And they do the same exact scene from... uh, Spider-Man 2002. Yeah, Spider-Man 2002. But Hobgoblin is holding MJ because they're friends. And then Willem Dafoe is holding kids because he he looks like a guy who would do that. So, yeah, it's guys, it's absolutely insane. Craziest part. But, yeah, Ned, (laughs) number one, he walked on screen. I was like, damn, what? A lot of weight. What what's this guy been doing? Yeah. He's taking like the Chris Pratt routine. Like Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's on that Kingo workout, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> with that Kumal Nanjiani getting shredded shit. It's like, damn. And I love how they just take this bald kid and they just put the weirdest haircut on him. <laughs> like they gave Ned like the, they're like, here, we're gonna take 
Robert Pattinson's The Batman haircut, <laughs> but make it bad. And then they put it on Ned, and they were like, here we go. This, oh, my God. This is the kid. They messed him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I saw, I said a really good uh, Ned quote uh, leading into talking about him, but is there any, there's, I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of other good Ned quotes in this, and I'm, uh, obviously we'll talk about that one scene that we'll talk about where, uh, they do allude to him potentially becoming Hobgoblin. <laughs> I can't, I think my favorite Ned line from this movie is, it's actually a back and forth line mm-hmm. between, um, him and Dr. Strange. Yep. <laughs> my favorite is him saying, you know, how does magic work? Because my grandma said our family has a little bit of magic, so she said I might have a little bit of magic, and then I feel some tingles in my hands. And then Doctor Strange follows up by saying, you should see, like, a doctor about that, or you should see your physician. And I don't know why, but that is, like, one of my favorite lines in the movie. Him like, oh, maybe I'm magic. Doctor Strange is like, eat my ass. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> I love when he... I love when he just walks into the, he's like, I can't leave him in the Sanctum Sanctorum. Dr. Strange is just like, neither can I. (laughs) (laughs) He's so done with everything, too. He's like, I can't believe I let these teenagers come in here and ruin everything. (laughs) So does, I wonder if he uh, remembers after the events of the movie that he did all that magic stuff. I do wonder that too. I really want him to be like working in the sand in the uh, magic building. Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. Yeah, I that I would be, that'd be funny. That'd be great, honestly. I would love for Juan and Doctor Strange to just be like, "Hey, uh, we're we're training uh, this new um, student." <laughs> Speaking of Wong, actually, real quick, it looks like Wong was moving back. To, to the, uh, Comertage, yeah. Yeah. Looked like he was moving back, because something else that happens. But yeah, I was like, aw, he's leaving. <laughs> and you can tell Strange's like, yeah, just fucking One, one. People speculate about crazy stuff, where he's going. I, like, it's just one of those things where, like, uh, the fans have to speculate. Yeah, well, it was people. I was trying to look through that portal, seeing where he was going. I think it was Comertage, but people were saying beforehand, I know what you're talking about, Gabe, people were saying that he was going to where uh, Shang-Chi was taking place, and that I'm assuming this is after the events of Shang-Chi, but I don't know. Right. Um, but Juan, Juan just dips out whenever something big is about to happen. True. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's like, the all most right. unreliable guy at, like, how is he, how, how? Because, like, yeah, as we mentioned, as was just mentioned, that motherfucker leaves every five minutes. Like, <laughs> what, is he ever there? I think the one time he actually stayed, that, okay, there's only been two times. He's been in, like, what, five movies, even if they were just cameos? Now? Yeah. And but... that motherfucker, like, twice. He has stayed to fight twice, and it was in Endgame yeah. and First Doctor Strange. Yep. That was it. Every other time that he has left, he has not stayed. He did Infinity War. He was like, oh, yeah, bye. It's like, what? And every time he does it, he's like, I'm going to help over here. 
Yeah. He's always like, okay, I'm going to go to China or something. Like, I'm going to go back to the, uh, what's it called? Comertage. Yes. Every time. He's always like, I'm going to go there. I'm like, do you ever just stay here? Like, are you going to help us? There's a fucking purple alien on the way. Even <laughs> Infinity War, he stayed and fought Squidward for like five seconds. And then as soon as he cut the fat alien's arm off, he's like, yeah, I'm out. And the Hulk's like, no, hold on. Like, you can come with. He's like, nope, I got important stuff to do. I was like, oh, important stuff. This is the end of the world, Wong. Like, this is the end of half the universe. And you... You're leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, um, I did want to... Um, I, I think after we talk about the cast, we want to talk about uh, the ending, but uh, let, let's move on through the rest of the cast, of course. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange, as we briefly mentioned. Let's... My man. Yeah, let's talk about some Strange. Um, I Again, when going into this movie, I expected, because Doctor Strange was in it, and we saw it in the trailers, the visuals of just the buildings melting and bending fantastic um i know people are and like i understand why they kind of um removed dr strange from the movie because obviously it's not his movie and we have dr strange 2 coming up um uh but you know i i I still liked him in his role in this movie and it didn't uh overshadow tom holland's peter parker and his journey so um he played he played a good role in the movie so considering that dr Right. It's like the perfect ratio. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people would like disagree with that, but like it's a nice little like you know, he he makes a really good secondary character in my opinion. Right. And he really kind of like sets off, you know, the whole thing. And not only that, this movie probably is functioning as like a little, you know, um setup for Doctor Strange 2 to get people kind of used to you know, seeing that. I mean, the end of the movie, spoiler, says Doctor Strange will return. Right. Well, at the very, very, very end, but... Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, and, yeah, uh, Josh, your your thoughts on your boy, Doctor Strange? Okay. Well, I thought it was hilarious that he got outsmarted by a fucking high schooler using, like, what was it? basic geometry yeah (laughs) this guy was the sorcerer supreme and he is about to take on a movie where he has to save the multiverse and he got outsmarted by a teenager using high school geometry and I won't, I won't peg him down because Spider-Man, as we know, Peter Parker is a genius. He's very smart, high intellect. But also, <laughs> Doctor Strange went to Columbia. I would expect him to have intellect too. I'm not saying he had to be a like rocket scientist because mm-hmm. we know why he went to college because he became a doctor. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you think. That magic, in some way, could have stopped this happening. Yeah. I think it's just because Peter uses it. his smarts, like, a Instead lot more magic. often. Yeah, Peter's using his smarts, like, even when he's fighting and shit. I but... think that it's building up Strange, as Strange has been building up the past couple of movies he's been in, mm-hmm. to constantly 
struggle, and then he has to actually find himself. Right. So he has to realize that he can't just use the magic. Like, he has to think and strategize. Because up till now, he's kind of, in some movies, he's leaned on the magic a little too hard. Mm -hmm. Like, especially for the first Doctor Strange, like the Dormammu, I've come to bargain, that was purely on magic and the time stone. Right. If he wouldn't have had that, that movie would have ended differently. We're all just fucking dead. Like, that, that's how the movie <laughs> yeah. ends. But, yeah, like, I think he's leaned on it a little bit too much. And that's why Wong, and I think it's Mordo, yeah. have been like, hey, dummy, like, you suck. Get better. You're dumb. Like, they're trying to tell him, like, hey, it's great that, like, you were the Sorcerer Supreme for a bit. But also, like... Why are you being an idiot about it? <laughs> and now Wong's rubbing it in his face. And he's like, yeah, Wong, you're on a technicality. Wong's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme now. <laughs> Which uh, I have a fun theory about Doctor Strange too. also. but We'll talk um, about that later. <laughs> Doctor Strange, I, I agree with Gabe. He was a great stepping stone in this movie. Like, he mm -hmm. was a plot device to be used to explain a lot of things. Two big things, which I won't say, and then regarding magic, and then the ending. He was the stepping stone. He didn't have to be there the whole time. He was kind of the alpha and the omega. He was there at the beginning, and he had to be there at the end. The middle, he just kind of skipped that part. It's kind of like Thor The Dark World. You don't really have to watch all of it. You just got to watch the important bits. <laughs> like, you don't really got to watch the middle. You just watch the beginning of it and then the ending of it, and you kind of get the point. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he was amazing. I, I love Doctor Strange so much. I, so when he showed up, I was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> He's a really cool character, and I do think also, like, I think he underestimated Peter Parker. Like, I think that's a big another big reason, like, Steven thinks he's the smartest guy, like, in the world, in the universe. Like, he's he, an adult. Right. And, and he always thinks so highly of himself. So I, he underestimated Peter, and, like, and Strange belittles everyone because he thinks he's smarter than everyone. So, um, and also I don't think he was, tr I don't think he was trying to hurt Peter, obviously. He was just trying to get the box away from him. So... Um, if he had been trying to, like, actually do harm to someone, I, I don't necessarily, I, I think he would have, if he would have been trying to kill Peter, obviously, or <laughs> for well, the box. Yeah. Him immediately. Yeah. It's so. super ironic, like, a guy like that, though, is entrusted with, like, that responsibility. Yeah, like, that would make like, him easily one of the most flawed people in the movies. Right. He called, um, Tony Stark a douchebag, but in reality, like, I think Steven's kind of one of the biggest douchebags. <laughs> In the MCU, like, yeah, he, he saved the world a couple times, whatever, get over it. But, like, he's also kind of an ass. And, like, yeah, he, yeah, he called Tony a douche, but in reality, I think he was kind of just looking in a mirror, and he didn't like what he saw. Yeah. So yeah. He just acted out and was rude to Tony about it. Yeah. Well, and again, Tony was basically a threat to his intelligence again, and he wanted to try to belittle Tony Stark as much as possible. Yeah. There was someone in the room that was smarter than him, and he didn't like it. Yeah. 
Thank God we got them together before, uh, you know, the end of Endgame. Yeah, I, I'm glad we got that too, because that dynamic was really, really interesting. Only only thing I wish we would have gotten is uh, no shit Sherlock to each other. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> so, um, alright, let's, uh, let's talk about, we gotta talk about Marisa Tomei as Aunt May, and I know she hasn't gotten as much in the past two movies, um in the spider-man movies in the mcu yeah she got a lot and it was very meaningful and of course we got to talk about we finally get the with great power must also come great responsibility line uh that's finally said and of course aunt may is dead uh and (laughs) yeah um died she's dead get over she's not coming back but never it it not gonna see may again yeah, but, like, she, um, her part was very meaningful in this movie, which was really, really nice, um, and it, I mean, I expected, I expected her and Happy to die, I didn't expect Happy to survive, um, but, um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they found... He really wants those Marvel checks. Yeah. He's really counting on those. I don't know why, he's making the Mandalorian, but whatever. Right, right. <laughs> Happy Hogan, I guess, do whatever you want, kid. Yeah, so I, I I like what they did with Aunt May here, uh, and like using her to finally give that iconic Spider-Man line was really really cool. So yeah, it's like you're waiting for the line to be said. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear it in Far or you don't hear it in Homecoming. Yeah, and then you don't hear it from in Far From Home, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, you know, he's never really mention something like that like what's going on mm-hmm. and you come to find out this is more like th- this trilogy was like more of like a setup or like origin type thing right and uh yeah you can just it, it was really powerful that they uh let her say it mm-hmm. instead of I don't, I don't know if he had like um, any, like, Uncle Ben figure that he really, you know, kind of had as a motivation for the whole Spider-Man thing. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was really sad. Like, had me kind of, like, tearing up, because I was like, Tom Holland really went in on it. Right. And, um, you know, one of the last people he has as Spider-Man, so you can, you can tell, you know, that comes through. Absolutely, and I mean, we got to see Feast uh, as well through May, and really, she is the one telling Tom's Peter Parker to be like, you need to help, try to help these people, and yeah, that her message comes through really well, and unfortunately, unfortunately, she dies because of it, but, um, you know, obviously you knew what she was trying to teach Peter, so. Josh, anything on Aunt May? So, uh, just a little sidetrack, but I promise to take it right back to the point. So I just bought the Spider-Man Miles Morales game Ooh, yeah. this week, and it's very good, as yes. everyone told me. But I, I started crying the other day while playing it, randomly, because I started thinking of the movie, because there's a line that I, nobody told me about, I, and I didn't hear anything about it. So I was randomly swinging around in the game, and one of Jay Jonah's podcasts comes on, and he's talking about Aunt May. 
and he says, um, folks, Feast is underfunded, and one of their department, one of the buildings got flooded, so Spider-Man had to help, and he was like, you know, it breaks my heart to see Feast struggling, please go out and donate, he was like, and then he started saying something that really, it, that this is where I started crying. He was like, I knew Mae Parker, and the work that she did through Feast helped a lot of people. And I think that we need a lot more Mae Parkers in this world. And I just started bawling because I started <laughs> thinking of the movie. And, like, she is the reason that this movie even happened. Like, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was totally on Team Doctor Strange. Like, I was like, Peter, just get the fucking people mm -hmm. in, the sh in the cells and then send them back home. Don't right. try to fix them. Just send them back. Their ass will die. That's how this works. But her whole thing, and like, he, he even pulled a line out of Toby's book, and he's like, I missed the part where that's my problem. <laughs> but like, Aunt May was like, you know, this is your problem because you're Spider-Man. Like, you help people. This mm -hmm. is what you do. And that shows up again in, in a different way. But she was like, Peter, we don't help people when it's convenience. Like, we, we help people, period. Mm -hmm. And I think that was honestly that and the actual full comic book line um, with great power must also come great responsibility. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a beautiful last couple moments for her because they really set her up like you know obviously losing uncle ben mm -hmm. affected peter we haven't really seen how because they literally i don't think they've said ben's name in like a millennia in these movies <laughs> like i think they mentioned him like once and then his initials were on peter's like luggage right that's not it mm -hmm. um i guess he's like fuck uncle ben <laughs> he's dead to me i killed him <laughs> but like um, it, it really meant a lot that everything came from her mm -hmm. in this movie. Cause then you see him like really, you see him kind of release him into the wild and it's kind of like in a, in real life when like your parents let you finally leave the nest. But like in this way, Peter wasn't like let go. He was forced out of the nest right? because his but she just died and it was horror it was horrifyingly tragic and i right. was once again crying <laughs> and it was so damn sad and i was like you know this bitch ain't even real and i'm still like crying but yeah it oh my gosh they gave her a beautiful part in this movie john watts commend him beyond yeah. all reason marissa tomei amazing i honestly don't it, she acted it perfectly. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, her character was amazing. Her arc was awesome. I loved that, like, the first thing we hear from her in the movie is her dumping Happy Hogan. That's <laughs> like, she starts the movie like, yeah, no, I don't want to date you. Like, you fugly bastard. And then she goes on to be, like, the nicest person ever that she died. And I, I'm like, damn, bro. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it, she was great, and, like, that, I know there's been criticism of her in the past two movies that she was used as ba basically the hot aunt, um, that there was, was, 
Yeah. It's all not deny. That's yeah. Smoking. Right. Now she's smoking because she got cremated, but she in the past two movies. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh my bastard. god. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, um, anything on then on uh, John Favreau's Happy Hogan? I mean, I love that they sh- uh, showed his uh, '90s uh, hair, uh, his Pulp Fiction hair from Iron Man Three. Um, so that was funny, um, and I liked the conversation with him and Peter at the end at May's grave. Like that was pretty meaningful. Um, and I, I thought Happy was gonna die, but yeah, like you said, John Favreau wants that uh, that Marvel paycheck, so. Uh, I guess he didn't want to die, so... And I can't really complain. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, but, like, you know, still, Peter's left with, like, freaking nothing. So oh, yeah. It's as if he died, I guess. Yeah, but at this point. <laughs> I, I really like the support he gives Peter, even though he's literally just... I don't know, he started as, like, just Tony's assistant? hmm I mean, you can tell he really wants to look out for him. Right. Yeah, and I mean, that's, like, I mean, you've seen this relationship grow when Happy was kind of honestly belittling Peter in Homecoming, and then it grew into caring about him, so. Yeah. But, Josh, anything on uh, Happy Hogan? I love that he was like, at least they used a good picture. Like, that's the one picture of him that's good. Yeah. And it's from, like, fucking 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's from the 90s and what? This movie's set in like fuck, 2025 or something like that? Right, right. Dear lord, dude. <laughs> the last time you looked good was the 90s? God. And like, oh my gosh. Thought it was hilarious. I, I, yeah, I loved his character, like you said. The conversation he has at the end was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was just going to walk up and be like, Hey, what's up, Spider-Man? And like, I thought he was just going to be like, hey, yeah, I still know who you are. <laughs> like, I have briefings all over the place mm-hmm. about the fact that you're Spider-Man. <laughs> and, like, that's honestly the one that hit me the most when he didn't remember Peter. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I, I could have cared about anybody else. I don't even care that nobody knows who he is anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, Jonah doesn't know, whatever. Oh, Zendaya doesn't know, whatever. Oh, Ned doesn't know, whatever. And then Happy didn't know. And I was like, buddy. <laughs> like that, I don't know why that one hit me the most because I was like, you know, they they established honestly one of the biggest bonds that just kept raising the bar over the past three movies, and it, it was really really sad to see all of that work just kind of. Yeah, it's it's very sad. Like over the course of the MCU so far that we've, you know, we we've seen Peter Parker grow up. Tom Holland, but just to see, yeah, that everything else or everyone else around him is just gone. Like that's been that was definitely hard to watch. But yeah, um, yeah. Let's um. All right, let's get into all of our uh, multiversal cameos and supports. We got to talk about J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. We got more. We got more Jonah in this, and uh, <laughs> and I honestly one of my favorite scenes in the movie also one of my many favorite scenes is the part where you know aunt may just died and peter's on the top of the building you have jonah on the screen and he's like saying you know everything spider-man touches turns to ruin and like 
that was a very meaningful scene, and uh, I love that we got more J. Jonah Jameson in this movie, so. Yeah, I, it still feels like he's, like, relatively new, because in the last movie, he just kind of showed up. Right. But... I don't know if they're gonna like explain it or if they're just like, yeah, it's a different dude, just same actor. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, <clears throat> I can see him becoming like a bigger figure in the next movies to come. Mm-hmm. I'm ninety nine percent sure I read somewhere that there's gonna be another trilogy planned. Yeah. But uh, yeah. 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 I, I I mean, come on, like it's the best. Uh, it's the best guy for the job, so... Right, this is the definitive J. Jonah Jameson, so, um, for sure. Josh, any thought? more thoughts on, uh, J. Jonah Jameson? Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> I obviously love J. Jonah Jameson. He was one of my favorite characters from the Raimi trilogy. Yeah. And I, oh my gosh, I literally just think he's one of the funniest parts of Spider-Man movies, other than just everything else about them. Yeah. And... What I really want to see is, I'm honestly really hoping it happens. This is going to sound depressing, but there's a comic book where Peter Parker dies and Miles Morales shows up, mm-hmm. which we know, I honestly think that Miles is showing up pretty soon Yeah. in the MCU, because especially, the, like, there's a line said by somebody yeah. in the movie where they mention a black Spider-Man. He's like, I always thought you were going to be black. And yeah. I was like, oh... Oh, and, oh, and, and, uh, Donald Glover, well, Donald Glover. already know that Miles is alive because he said, hey, I got a nephew that lives here. And then he called Miles and said, hey, Miles, I'm not going to be able to make it. Right. We know that Miles exists. Yes. We just need to get him in the movies. I honestly, after Spider-Verse and the Miles Morales game and even the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I love Tom Holland, but I'm really, I really want them to throw Miles in too. Miles is awesome. They can, like, team up. Like, they're both in New York. Come on. Throw it in there. Like, these guys can work together. Like, I I don't care who they fight. I I don't care if it's Venom or Rhino or Vulture again. Do anything. Bruce Campbell's Mysterio. Yes. Do whatever you want, dude. I just really... I want them to work together. But for Jonah, there's a line in the comics where Peter Parker dies... And Miles Morales shows up. He's starting to be Spider-Man. And the bugle starts questioning Jonah. Like, why are we not running pieces about this? And especially a worker who was there while he was, like, basically libel. Like, just printing constant libel about Spider-Man. Right. And he responds saying, like, I crucified this man in the media every day for years and it turns out to be a kid that i know and it led to him getting killed i'm not gonna allow that to happen again he's like i haven't slept in months like it's my fault that he's dead and he gets like really down and he just changes a lot about him just because like he allowed a kid to die Mm-hmm. And he feels horrible about that. Like he thought it was just like some middle-aged guy, but he was like, "This was a kid. Like I allowed a kid to get murdered on my watch, mm-hmm. and I did nothing to help." So I'm actually kind of hoping that within the next couple of movies, like something 
real like I I'm hoping that Peter Parker goes to the Bugle to work during college. And like, where is MIT? Boston, I think they said. Didn't never mind. He's not working for the Bugle then. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Could he still get in? I think he did get in. Oh, he did. Did I know Ned and MJ got in at the end, but I didn't know if no, he gets in at the end too because he said see you around campus. I think okay, he got in because they completely like spoiler alert. Everyone completely forgot that he's Spider-Man. Right. So I think he immediately got in because he had all the credentials. So as soon as everybody forgot, they went back past him. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, he said that they would see her on. He said that uh, they would see her around because he was talking about the classes they were going to take. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. But yeah, I was kind of hoping that during college, Peter would work for the Bugle and then get to know Jonah. They would kind, he would kind of like be a mentor to him, or at least like, oh, I know him. And then when Peter dies, it would really affect Jonah, and mm-hmm. he would just feel horrible about it and be like, I allowed this kid to die. I'm not allowing it to happen again. So I hope that happens. I hope Jonah really changes because that comic was super meaningful and it was very, very sad once you realize, like, he's right. Like, I mean, you can't deny he did kind of have a part to play in that. So, yeah. Sorry, that took a really long sidetrack. But I You're really good. That comic. So I really want that to happen because we all know Jonah's kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. I love it and it's funny. But at some point, like, he has to realize, like, I, I gotta change. Like, this is this is just a kid. Yeah, for sure. And, like... Screaming at 80 years old about how Spider-Man's still a menace, like, 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to the movie theater when I'm 40 years old and see a, a J.K. Simmons on life support yelling about how, like, 30-year-old... No, sorry. 50-year-old Spider-Man is still a menace, and he, like, needs to be murdered or something. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, they can definitely do some interesting things, uh, supposing that that J.K. Simmons stays around more, but uh, I'm sure he will for a little bit longer. Um... All right, let's uh, let's talk about the villains. Uh, we got to oh, talk. Yeah. We got to talk about our boy. Uh, he's something of a he's something of a scientist himself. Um, Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. He was amazing in this movie. He really chewed the scenery, and it was really fun to watch in this movie. And uh, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Um, I do want to say my favorite scene with him is the scene in the um the hallway of the of happy's like the the apartment complex and tom holland's peter is just punching him in the face and he just smiles and then laughs maniacally in his face like to me like willem dafoe is just perfect and i think honestly destroying the goblin mask was actually like the best thing because we got to see willem dafoe do these facial this facial acting that was so good yeah um I, I know some people wanted to see him in his goblin outfit. Mm-hmm. I was okay with this, though, because, again, it's just, like, so much more acting from mm-hmm. him. Um, God, it would have been cool to, have, like, have, like, a little build-up so we can have, like, a little bit of, like, him and his, like, freaky goblin mask, like, terrorizing the city or something. Right, right. But, um, yeah, he is just perfect for the job. It's 
as if he did this role just like you know last year mm-hmm. um but he did but you know what i mean <laughs> it's just you know um he's just so good at it and he brought it like immediately back like 20 years later yeah it's absolutely um, insane yeah i he is like a good antagonist for this because his hate sort of like transcends any kind of dimension. Right. He freaking hates Tom Holland, Spider-Man and Andrews and Toby's. Yeah. Um, and the whole split personality thing, like really screws with Tom and stuff. So you can, he's just like, honestly, he's pretty much to blame for like the entire like conflict of the plot. Right. And I think it's, gonna be a really big kind of like omen for peter uh you know he saw what happens when spider-man you know confronts some of his enemies like what happens to people who hate spider-man um you know whether it be intentional or not and i don't know i i just it, it was really good i don't think any other villain should have been the centerpiece right it was it was a pretty good performance yeah and we'll rank we'll rank some of these villains later obviously the the main three but definitely willem dafoe's green goblin is gonna go super high i think he's one of the most iconic superhero movie villains of all time like he has he has to be up there i mean there was there's nobody else they've tried to repeat doing other goblins like even you know james franco harry taking over in spider-man 3 and then Dane DeHaan, we know how that went uh, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. But, you know, Willem Dafoe, no one beats Willem Dafoe. And so I was just so happy to see more of him. So, Josh, your thoughts? So, other than Doc Ock, Green Goblin was my, like, one of my favorites. Honestly, Green Goblin and Doc Ock are tied for me (laughs) for, like, just my favorite spider-man villains in general right but also especially from the sam raimi universe because oh my gosh these characters were amazing oh yeah a lot of people didn't like this suit i'm not gonna lie i'm very biased because i was two years old (laughs) when the first spider-man movie came out and as soon as i saw it i literally just fell in love with the goblin suit i thought he was awesome which explains more why I was a weird-ass gothy kid. I was like, oh, my God, Green Goblin's so cool. Let's kill him. Like, let's, let's kill everybody in New York to kill Spider-Man. Why is, why is Carl Weezer talking? And I was, like, three years old. So if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. But Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin has been my main guy since I was a little kid. So as soon as I saw him return, like, in the theater, you obviously see Doc Ock, like, hello, Peter. He's like, trying <laughs> to seduce him on the bridge and stuff. But, and then, like, Goblin flies in, he throws the pumpkin bomb, and he flies it through the smoke, like, ah, ha, ha, ha. like, oh my gosh, the theater was like, wow, like, everyone freaked out. We did the same for Doc Ock, but it's Green Goblin. Yeah. And then you guys said, Willem Dafoe really took over as, like, the main bitch in this movie. Like, he was the main bad guy. Yeah, there were five others. This dude was the antithesis of Spider-Man in this movie. 
he was like, oh, you want to help people? Like, he legitimately was like a childhood bully. Like, Spider-Man's like, I'm going to help all of you. And Green Goblin's like, you can't help us. These are gifts, not burdens. And, like, goes on this whole villain monologue about, like, embrace your true self. Like, you were meant to be bad. Don't listen to this twink. We don't care about what you said. Like, we're going... We are going off, and we are destroying this reality. And Doc Ock's like, I don't know. And Electro's like, let's get to it. But, like, yeah, Green Goblin really, like, got everybody together. He rallied everyone against Spider-Man. He did the most damage, mm-hmm. property and literal murder, and just stabbing people who we love. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Like, dear Lord, he was just as amazing, even more so. Than in 2002. I loved the original costume. I loved the new iteration. It looked awesome. I loved him 100%. And obviously, I in my mind, he was the best Marvel villain we've gotten all year. And oh, yeah. He was the best Taskmaster. But yeah, we, I mean, it was Green Goblin. Like 100%, as we, I know we commented the same thing, Brookie. Yeah. We were both like, yeah, it's not Taskmaster, but it's Green Goblin. <laughs> and, I honestly, I'm going to say it confidently, we are right. Yeah. Green Goblin is the best Marvel villain we've had this year. And yes. it's a dude that already played him. I think Marvel really pulled a, really pulled a hat out of the, like, really pulled a trick out of the hat with that one. Like, damn. Absolutely. Damn, the best Marvel villain, honestly, in a while. Like, he was horrifying. As you said, like... Spider-Man's literally just, like, punching him in the face, and he's just laughing at him and smiling, and I'm like, I was sitting there like, he's kind of, like, rough. It's kind of scary. I'm 21 years old, and I don't get scared easily, but, like, I don't know. And I was watching that, and I was like, if somebody started laughing at me while I'm punching him in the face, yeah, I'd, I'd get a little thrown off. <laughs> yeah. It just, um, I also love the line, Norman's on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, like, the fact that Norman was playing just as many mind games as he was, like, actual fighting. Right. It was amazing, because he got Spider-Man's head so many times. Like, there's the beginning where he's sitting there, and he's like, these aren't burdens, these are gifts. And he's like, you just can't handle us. That's why you want to cure it. And, like, he's going off... And even when he's about to kill Aunt May, he's like, you're struggling to get everything you want, but all good deeds have consequences. And then mm-hmm. he kills Aunt May. Then at the end, mind games galore again, because he's like, I might have thrown the bomb, but you led her right to me. You killed her. I'm like, this guy's fucked up. Yeah. Like, all the other villains are like, okay, yeah, I give up. Green Goblin's like, uh-uh, I ain't done till it's done. Either he's dead or I am. We're finishing this. And, yeah, it was ruthless. At 10 out of 10, Green Goblin, 100%, whoop, throwing him up there. Best Marvel villain we've honestly had so far in a movie. I'm not going to back down better than Thanos. I'm not. I'm not Ooh. Gonna, yeah, I'm throwing that up there. We'll get, we'll. Care. You can disagree. That's true. I have my mind made agree. That's so you know, you know, I'm well, I'm willing, I'm willing to let it, to let it go through as the best, but we'll get to the rankings later. We'll get to the rankings later, but I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to agree. Yeah. I, um, 
But uh, let's let's move on to uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, and it was great to see him as well. Um, although Alfred Molina said he only came back for the money, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I mean, who doesn't? Oh man, that's awesome! Like that. Comic accurate Doc Ock Funko Pop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but Alfred Molina again, also iconic as Josh said, um, one of the most iconic comic book movie villains. Um, so it was great to see him again. Um, and I know, Gabe, you said uh, after the movie, like, and maybe you thought about it a little, like, like him turning good, um, was, was interesting, but obviously, you know, we knew that from that into Spider-Man 2, and, um, uh, Peter fixed his inhibitor chip, I think, um, I, I don't think it got, um, read I, I didn't think it got um destroyed when electro sent him out of the building but i could be okay, wrong i thought that was what was implied i was like what the hell how is he good again you know right right i i think they i think peter tom holland's peter like fixed his inhibitor chip like with upgrades so that it didn't get broken again but i could be wrong but i like i still liked it it felt like natural progression at the very least once he fixed it that he would be good because we did see it at the end of spider-man 2 that he was he did he wasn't like the arms were making him do the things he was doing so right but um that aside i really liked seeing him mm -hmm. very nice to see him as like sort of a good guy mm -hmm. um when his arms fused with the nanotech i right. thought he was gonna be like iron puss for a while like not gonna while <laughs> <laughs> like i was like oh man is he gonna be like all jacked up now but um yeah i mean he did i'd argue he did just as good as he did all those years ago so yeah yep. for sure i back that up josh more takes on doc ock my gosh. So, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, more specifically, comes from what I will still argue before this movie came out was the greatest superhero movie of all time. And it was amazing. I loved it. When I was a kid, I still have a little metal figurine of a comic accurate Dr. Octopus. Because as soon as I saw that movie, uh, I think this one came out in 2004. Yeah, 2004, yep. Oh, so, 2004. Four years old, I could take in movies more. I actually remembered everything. Doc Ock was my main squeeze as a kid. I wanted to be Doc Ock so bad. I like had a teddy bear, and I had my uh, grandpa make these little tubes that I could stick out of the back of my teddy bear. Oh my so god! It would be Doc Ock. Yep, I told you I have loved the villain since I was a kid. Which is, yeah. you know, I, I might need to go to the hospital for that. Just kidding. but um. That was a joke, FBI. But, uh, no, he's, like, the best. He comes from the best comic book movie of all time before this. And I truly am still fascinated by him. Alfred Molina, once again, knocked it out of the park. Knocked four of them out of the park because, hey, he can hold four bats at a time. But it was truly amazing. He was an amazing villain. And then they made him good. And he was an amazing good version. Mm -hmm. And I was honestly thoroughly impressed that he played so versions, both versions so well, because we all knew that he had a lot of potential as a good guy. Mm -hmm. And then we finally got to see that. And it was amazing. 
and it it was a very big payoff for me and yeah it, it was truly spectacular he was he was phenomenal again i loved the arms they looked amazing yeah i know that sam raimi did them in his own way but honestly this way looked just as good right it was still awesome they were still like scary when they're just like busting up through the ground and grabbing everything and then like i think one of my favorite shots of the whole movie is when he's just walking with those legs and you just see them moving but he isn't Mm -hmm. and it looks awesome like it's intimidating it's scary the legs look amazing it looks like the perfect height to like scare the shit out of a kid that based his whole theme off of a spider and like (laughs) it's perfect yeah alfred molina 10 out of 10 again amazing beautiful awesome hello peter wow go off king yeah also one thing i feel like you would definitely be able to tell those two apart based on stature I mean, mm-hmm. Toby yeah. Squire's been looking like a 30-year-old man for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Toby's suit had, like, muscles galore in it. And yeah. And showed up, as I said earlier, like a dumb twink. And, like, I would have been like, okay, this guy, he's, like, not as thick as All right, but Tom Holland dude. got, like, muscular for these movies, but... Toby Maguire kind of got yolked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Toby Maguire was Henry Cavill's Superman in Spider-Man outfit. Like, yeah. For no good reason. <laughs> he walked in and, like, because I think at the time that he started playing Spider-Man, he was still, like, five years older than Tom Holland was when he started playing Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> Toby Maguire was, like, like, almost, I think it was almost 30 years old when he yeah. first played Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So now this dude's like fifty. Sam <laughs> Raimi's like, I'm gonna need you to put on some gains, bro. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're gonna need you to get ripped again. But like, yeah, it it was awesome. Just um, what am I thinking about? I just thought of it. Ah, go off. Yeah, we'll 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 get to the the moments later with the two. <laughs> we'll get oh, to them. Boy, it was something else about Doc Ock. But I yeah. can't remember it. Oh, yeah. the moment where we think that he died. Oh, yeah. I really thought that he might have died because I thought back to the second movie. I was like, wait a minute. He was, like, dead. And then those things started fighting back. And they were controlling him. So maybe they brought him back to life. Maybe without them, he's dead. And I was like, I overthought it for two seconds because I'm a Marvel fan. That's what we do. Right. And then he came back alive. I was like, whew, <laughs> God, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Yes! <laughs> Where's my machine? And Peter's like, uh, I hope you find your machine. Where'd you leave it? I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do that. I'll kill, you, kill your little girlfriend, too. And he's I, like, love how, just say? I love how Peter just had no idea what any of them were saying at all. <laughs> that That's so great, though. Also, like, like, when the yeah. iron spider had the, like, Oh, that was so good. And the robot arms were like, yeah, it does. (laughs) There's this flying green elf. (laughs) Yeah, he sounds jolly. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's talk about Jamie Foxx as Electro and his redemption, because let's face it, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not that good. Um, And, or in my opinion, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that legitimately thinks it's this 
amazing movie, but... Um... Uh, your opinion is fact. I love you. <laughs> okay, so they did fix a lot of things with him, mm-hmm. and they just kind of slid it in so nicely. Yeah. Like, his powers are yellow now, like they should be. Um, and it was only because, like, the energy of this universe or some shit was different. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> And I feel like they do a good job of, like, acknowledging the dumb shit of that movie. Yeah. But also, like, it's kind of meta, so they're like, huh, that was dumb, huh? Yeah. And it really just kind of softens the blow when you try to stuff in uh, characters from movies that didn't perform well. Right. And Jamie Foxx got to be more himself in this movie, for sure. Right. So, um, he didn't have to be blue, he didn't have to look weird, he got, and he got to do his own thing that he likes you know that he got yeah. to act and you saw the you get to see the shape of his like uh traditional mask oh yeah second like the weird mask from the comics he yeah. has that's like kind of shaped like a star almost. yeah uh briefly appear on his face so that was that was kind of cool for me i appreciated that yeah, I, I really, I did like Jamie Foxx in this uh, more, and so that was good. Josh, any thoughts on Electro? Yeah, I I agree that they made him better, but I'm not going to lie, I still wasn't fully impressed. I liked him a lot more, mm-hmm. but, like, obviously, I'm not mad about it, because you know that, like, there's they're juggling a lot of villains here. Some of them got to take the back burner a bit. Mm-hmm him as a villain some of it i was like okay come on like he was like i'm gonna steal the arc reactor and become even more powerful right dude what did you just realize when they brought you here he's like oh spider-man was about to kill me and then he was like well that won't happen here i'm like oh my god like to us it's annoying we're like bitch it happens every time like they're gonna kill you and yeah it kind of annoyed me, but also, like, he was a lot better, especially the fight scene where Sandman showed up. That was amazing. The Statue of Liberty fight scene, I thought he was, like, very scary. The way he got took down, ha, he's a punk bitch, Doc Doc took him down. Yeah. But, like, it honestly, yeah, like, he was good in this movie. I was just hoping for a little bit more of him, I guess, so I wasn't really let down. There were, just kind of wasn't enough of him to satisfy what I was hoping for. Because obviously they brought him back, and I, I this was his redemption. Mm-hmm. But I was just hoping for like a little bit more redemption, I guess. Which yeah. is my, it's a nitpick. It's nothing huge. This movie's still amazing. Jamie Foxx still gets like a 10 out of 10, too. <laughs> yeah. All of the villains were amazing, except for like the lizard who showed up for like five seconds. <laughs> Man, was a little weird. But like... Yeah, like, he was great. Yeah, I, um, we'll rank... I also agree with Gabe about the face mask thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey! That was so cool. Um, yeah, we'll talk about, we'll rank these three after we get through the rest of this, but we will not, we will not rank Sandman and Lizard, but let's just talk about... (laughs) Um, so I... His job was to look scary. Yeah, so I think... I think Thomas Hayden Church, like, obviously, I think they CGI'd Thomas Hayden Church from uh, reused footage from Spider-Man 3, 
but he voiced Sandman still, and I think I don't know if Reese Ifans got the same treatment if he was CGI'd in at the end there or not. Um, but they both voiced their characters again, so that was cool at least. But um, I I I thought it was cool at first that Sandman was helping Spider Man, like that was cool. Um, also following from what happened in Spider Man Three, um, but they were just they were there. Um, not as great as the other three, but... I love yeah. how upset Sandman got. kind of pissed me off. Sandman's like, Did you kill him? <laughs> I was like, shut up. You killed people, you, like, failure. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're the one to go off on people. You're a murderer. You're a criminal. Why are you... Ye- Did you kill him? Shut up. Why are you in business? Like, shut up. <laughs> You don't ask me what questions. What did you do? <laughs> like, oh, did you kill him? I'm like, I'm about to kill you. Like, well, in fact, I can do that. Yeah. They, they were here. They, it was fun to see almost a Sinister Six, except it was Sinister Five. But Batman, obviously, his gigantic form, he's like a beefy monster. Mm-hmm. But, God, he's such a punk bitch. Like, I need to reread the comic books. Because, like, God, he like I feel like in the third one, like God knows it's not the best. No, <laughs> not the best movie. But like I feel like Sandman was so much better. In not gonna lie, this is just my opinion. In Spider-Man three, because he got more time and he was kind of more of a villain. Like mm-hmm. in this one, he does almost kill somebody. Which again, did you kill him? Doesn't make sense <laughs> when you're literally about to kill somebody. But, like, and then the whole thing, he sounds like a toddler for, yeah. like, the whole two hours. <laughs> I want to go home. Do this. I want to go home. I'm like, dude, this movie should have been titled Sandman No Way Home. <laughs> one guy who didn't have anything to do, and he just wanted to go home. So I want to go home. I have a daughter. I'm like, did you kill him? I'm like, just. I just wanted to smack the hell out of him the whole time. Also, Dude, I don't feel bad about building sandcastles anymore. <laughs> if anything, I just want to drown his ass again. <laughs> like, he did Spider-Man 3. Yeah, well, like, so they, but Sandman and Lizard didn't die. Like, the thing with, like, they're destined they to die. They the hand of Spider-Man, yeah. Right. They, they lived, so that's interesting to think about. Because Sandman just floated away, once again, like, punk bitch. And, and Lizard got yeah, put in jail. Lizard was like, what, what, Lizard went to prison. Right? Yeah, and then Amazing Spider-Man at the... I think they had an end credit where the man in the shadows tried to recruit him for the Sinister Six. <laughs> and then now they're like, hey, let's recruit him for the Fantastic Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. that There were some really weird... Yeah, there were some really weird things that did in the Amazing Spider-Man duology with their villains in particular, but... I mean, also the fact that they acknowledged that he wanted to turn people into lizards in that movie, so... Yeah, he's like, yeah, he wanted to turn people into lizards. Everyone's like, what? I'm like, get everyone has to be lizards. I think my favorite line from this movie is the, uh, someone is talking to someone else, and he's like, yeah, Max fell into a pool of electric eels, and he's like, that'll do it. Yeah. Oh, um... It's relating back to 
when Max is talking. Who is he? I think it was Sandman. Yeah, Max yeah, and Flint were talking. He had electric eels. He's like, that's crazy. I fell into a super collider. And he's like, man, gotta watch where you fall. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that's the whole lesson we got from Some that? of those interactions were just fun. <laughs> yeah, not like, oh, be careful or don't be criminals. He's like, well, gotta watch where you fall. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or did you kill him? <laughs> God. Okay, well, let's talk about. You're good. Into a dangerous place, you will become a freaking monster. Yes. You will be made of sand. Sand all over Happy Hogan's apartment. You will become the worst version of yourself. I do love how Sandman sat down on Happy's couch and then got sand over it, so he wiped it off, and they're like, "That didn't do anything." Yeah. (laughs) That was great. Um, let's talk about. Our three, uh, our cameo and our two supporting uh, cast Woo! that were rumored. Uh, it would have been cool maybe to get super surprised, but we knew that these were rumors. So it was just really, uh, it was really just awesome. So let's talk about Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Yeah. So. First, I was like, who's the cameo? Ladies and gentlemen, Stan Lee. <laughs> but I never got into Daredevil. Spider-Man 2, so they brought him back for the movie. Yeah, so I... So, I never got into Daredevil uh, on Netflix, but I've seen, like, the biggest scenes from that show. So, I, like, and I knew how popular Charlie Cox was, and from those scenes, I did like him. So, it was really cool to see him back, and, like, he's a really good lawyer. Like, him catching the brick was really, really fun, and so I'm excited to see more Matt Murdock, especially uh, assuming that uh, you-know-who and Hawkeye survived um we'll talk about that <laughs> but uh you know i'm i'm really excited to see more matt murdoch maybe in she hulk yeah that was like i was pleasantly surprised because i really wasn't expecting to see him you know mm-hmm. that, that's a little that's a big deal by itself mm-hmm. since he's you know from the shows and all that you know and it's not quite like clear about like how canon it is and Right. So. Yeah, it, it was really, really good. Josh, you got anything else to say on Mount Murdoch? Um, do I? Okay, <laughs> so I was very, very excited about this cameo. I was sitting in the theater, and the, the most famous part, our favorite part, is how they tease who you're about to see. Because you just see his cane yes. down. You see someone holding a stick that a blind person uses. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I just call it a stick. <laughs> so, like a walking stick. Yeah. Like a walking staff or, you know, whatever. And you see that. And then it cuts to him on the phone. And you're like, whoa. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. So excited, because I actually am a fan of the Netflix Daredevil show. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that show. I haven't seen season three, because I kind of fell off of it. Mm-hmm. But I I really loved this show, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is Wilson Fisk. I hope they bring him back, because <laughs> he was very, very good Kingpin, so I hope to see him again in the MCU. <laughs> Wink. I was very happy that they brought him back. Because he is phenomenal in the show. Mm-hmm. He is dark and like he kind of does the Batman thing, but halfway. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't fully like 
where were the other trucks going? But, like, in the daytime, he's like, hey, Karen, can I, like, get a copy of this? And then when he's dressed up as Daredevil, he's like, I want to know why. And, like, he just kind of does that thing where you slightly change it, but not the full, like, I just want to Like, not that. <laughs> so, he is an amazing Daredevil. I can't wait to see him back. And at first, I was like, oh, you know, maybe he's not, like, Daredevil yet. And then as soon as he caught that brick and then handed it to Peter, like, I'm a really good lawyer. I was like, oh, he's Daredevil right now. Yeah. And later that night, he's going to kill somebody in that suit. So like, he's, Kevin Feige and him are teaming up, and they're going to go beat up Mark Ruffalo. I know it for a fact. And wow. But, yeah, I love seeing him back. And honestly, at that part, the whole theater, this movie's very big. We cheered a lot. Yeah. But I think this is probably the third most like erupted scene because as soon as we saw that staff i just went oh and then you see his face and the whole theater went yeah <laughs> clapping i barely like I, I know what he said but at first i barely heard it because we were cheering so much everybody was so excited and then you could hear the dumb people in the theater like who's the blind guy <laughs> and I'm just sitting there in the back like, you worthless piece of scraps. <laughs> you embarrassed me in front of Vanessa. <laughs> if you watch Daredevil on Netflix. I've seen Netflix, the scenes, so I know what you're talking Netflix, about. <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> you embarrassed me in front of Vanessa. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing to hear it. But, yeah, honestly, great cameo. I was so happy how they put it in. And Kevin Feige, very interesting. That he chose to say what he did, when he did. The week of, yeah. Yeah, the week of the movie. Ken Feige's like, I'm going to go on an interview, man. And he goes on an interview, he's like, hey guys, uh, we don't know when he's going to show up, but when Daredevil shows up, it's going to be Tony Cox. And I was like, oh, yay, can't wait to see him again. And then No Way Home, he shows up like, hey, Peter. I'm like, oh, hey, didn't expect <laughs> to see you so soon. Yeah. So, yeah, I was very happy to see that cameo pop up right now. And, yeah, I hope soon to see Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk because he would be a great addition into the MCU. Yeah. Agreed. For sure. Based. So. Yeah, that, that also means they owe us, like, a actual meetup between daredevil and spider-man though yeah yeah everyone was talking about the uh god what's it called i think it's like the red gang or something like that and it's daredevil spider-man and deadpool i i shared that yeah Deadpool's rumored for the multiverse of madness everyone's like the red team like we need them to get together and i'm like well yeah well yes but actually no (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um all right Let's get to our big moments. We got to start first with who came out first. But uh, at first, when Ned opened the first portal, I was like, and I saw Spider-Man, I'm like, it didn't dawn at me at first until he started running through. But of course, the, the guy who said he's not the effing werewolf um, in interviews, but uh, Andrew Garfield is back as Spider-Man uh, first. So Andrew Garfield, like I didn't, I appreciated him more after JJ and I did our rewatch of the Amazing Spider-Man films. And, like, it's not his fault that, unfortunately, those movies didn't have the greatest writing. Um, But he was always great in them. Um, Andrew Garfield's just a great actor um, in general. And 
So it's just really fun. He was really hilarious in this movie, but also really heartfelt moments like him saving MJ like he couldn't do for Gwen. Um, they, they really did a good job with his character arc uh, with that in this movie and um, just really fun uh, lines from him. So, Yeah, I can't say I remember all the details from the two movies Andrew Garfield was in, mm-hmm. but that was powerful shit when he caught uh, MJ. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. It was like he had a second chance, but not really. It's like he was giving a second chance to someone else, I feel like. Right. Almost. So, it was it was great. Yeah. And this was the first time I clapped, by the way, in the theater. Mm. <laughs> so, Josh, your thoughts on Andrew Garfield? Uh, this was the second time I clapped. <laughs> and at first, uh, someone in the group leaned over, and they opened the portal... And I saw him turn around, turn his head, and wave, and I said, that's Andrew Garfield. I literally just, that's Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. And they were like, nuh-uh, no it's not. And I was like, yeah it is. Like, I can tell by his suit, that's Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And he ran in, and I was like, oh my God, it's him, it's him. Like, I wasn't crying, I was like, dude, this, he's back. Yes, and we start cheering when it happened. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part is he's like, "No, no, 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 it's okay. I'm a really nice guy." And then he rips the mask. Yeah, off, and everyone's like, "Okay, here we are, coming full fruition now, you liar." Effing werewolf. I would like to nominate Andrew Garfield for an Oscar for the multiple interviews where he literally flat out was like, "You're gonna be disappointed if you think I'm in the new spot, man." Yeah. I'm not in it. Stop thinking I'm in it, you idiot. I'm not in the movie. You you absolutely don't Go climb a tree. <laughs> yeah, climb a tree and hang your nose. No, but he was like, guys, I'm not in this movie. Stop saying that. That picture's photoshopped. Yep. I'm not in it. Shut up. And then he showed up and he's like, ah, Got gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he seemed uh, pretty happy to be back. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, makes me want to see more of him now. As soon, yeah, I remember uh, right now, something that I'm actually supporting is everyone calling for an Amazing Spider-Man 3, and since uh, something we'll talk about later isn't happening in the MCU, I think that this character that we haven't talked about yet would fit perfectly in Andrew Garfield's universe. Yeah. I think it would be a perfect match, and I think they could go at it. Yeah, I'm talking about a villain. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man 3, I honestly agree with a lot of people, right? Wouldn't that be funny that uh, said character would have only showed up in the third movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping if they... I'd be fine with them doing it. I just want better writing for Amazing Spider-Man 3 if it happens. Oh, Sony now, I feel like Sony now would completely change the way they approach it. Because like everyone loved him in this movie. Yeah. So I believe they'd be like, okay, now, now we know what they want. I think like, it would play out like, let's make it sort of like Tom's, but maybe just give him his own spunk. Yeah. I don't know, it could be darker, I don't know. Yeah. I, like I mean, a, a weird guy trying to turn a city into lizards is definitely kind of, you know, <laughs> laughable. Or a guy that turns into electricity that fixes the gap in his tooth. Yeah, <laughs> itsy bitsy spider on a power grid. 
<laughs> yeah. Song. I'm like, yeah, us too, right now. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. Or a guy that looks like he's high on crystal meth. Oh my god. Like Dane Don's Green Goblin. <laughs> yes. Dude looked like he was smoking straight goobers from the beginning of the movie. Like somebody somebody I was watching a video and they're like, I think they cast him as Green Goblin just because the actual actor's ears are just weird. And I'm like, okay, let's not go for personal attack. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did kind of look like a regular goblin before he even put the suit on. God. Yeah, um, so I mean, some of the funniest Andrew Garfield lines definitely are just like, I have a tingle just not for bread, or... Yeah, this is enough. Yeah. This, this is enough. This, can you, this, this is enough. Can you get I'm the like, cobweb? I was literally like talking to the screen, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Like, that that literally, he's hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, and um, yeah, and just, um, yeah, just the banter. And uh, now let's get to our other time I clapped. Uh, Tobey Maguire is back, um, and, uh, you know, definitely seemed more mature, obviously it's been 20 years, um, and I, I really, really enjoyed, um, seeing, seeing Toby again, and just, like, I mean, there's rumors that they had to pay him a lot of money just to come back, but, um. Yeah, good. <laughs> He's a king, and he deserves it. Yeah. They couldn't even, uh-uh. They couldn't have given him enough money to come back. That man single-handedly built the character they're talking about right. for movies. Right. I mean, think about it. He did this like whole Spider-Man thing like starting 20 years ago. Yeah. Like I would have asked for a shit ton of money too. Yeah. I also <laughs> oh, I'm pretty happy to return. So. Yeah. He's like 50 years old. He's, yeah, he's four. He's 46. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, you better give me my money. <laughs> like, yeah. Where is yeah. my money? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know how it was funny when I had back problems in the second one? Now oh, I actually my back. have them. My back. <laughs> yeah, I actually have them already. God, they brought back those memes. Like... Just, yeah, it was so good. Um, I also love the part where he's like, uh, Tom's like, yeah, I worked with the Avengers. He's like, that's great. Who are the Avengers? That? <laughs> yeah. That's great. How is this helping? <laughs> yeah, I also loved um, Andrew Garfield's reply of like, is, is that a band? Are you in a band? Yeah. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah, and just like, um, I loved the, um, just like the organic web fluids. Like they were like, and Andrew's like, how do you do that? Well, yeah, because Toby's like, what is that? Yeah. He's like, oh, this is my web fluid. He's like, what? And yeah. Like, I came out of you. And he's like, yeah, you can't do that. And they're like, no, <laughs> that I loved how I, we've talked about this in the past about wanting this to happen. It was so amazing. They did it. Before. Yeah. Just the fact that it worked so well, like I didn't know, I didn't think it, that they were going to be able to pull this off if it even happened. And they did. Um, amazing. Yeah. It seemed to be a lot of it was synergy between the three of them. Yeah. I think they're like, it just worked out. I guess like they all enjoy being in the spider guys who, to some extent. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, but oh my gosh, it was just such a pleasure seeing Toby back. And, um, I do like that he's like the odd one out because he has weird organic shit coming out of him. Yeah. Um, where, where else does it come out of? <laughs> He's like, like just my wrists. He's like the most different looking, I think. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, he, he uh, I really like the uh, kind of seasoned Spider-Man character he took on. He, he was like the most, you know, like mature one. Um, yeah. Most like knowledgeable. Experienced one, yeah. The, the Peter B. Parker, but more not as like the... Um, not a failure. Yeah, yeah, not a failure, right. Um, yeah, and I mean, just like the cool youth pastor, that was hilarious too. Um, and this just... is the second scene that I cried at. <laughs> Most scenes with Toby, I like started crying a little bit. Because like, as I mentioned, the, like, I was... My favorite movies when I was a kid were the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. and Toby was my Spider-Man. He was my first guy. Mm-hmm. He is the. I posted about it on Facebook before the movie happened, or, or I think after the movie happened. Toby McGuire is the reason that in my childhood room I have Spider-Man wallpaper. Right. Like this guy is the reason I have that. So, um. When it came down to seeing him again, really, like, when he showed up, it was, like, a movie moment. Like, I just shed this one tear. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was, like, I talked to my family about it at Christmas when they were all making fun of me. For it. I'm going to burn this house down now. Oh, my God. But, um, just kidding, FBI. But, um... <laughs> When I was talking to them about it, they are like, you know, why did you cry? It sounds like you loved that he was back. I was like, I did, but it like it made me feel like a kid again just watching these movies, and I was so amazed. And then, like, I literally aged with these Spider-Men. Right. And, like, and then you go all the way back, and you bring back the first guy that I ever saw play Spider-Man on the screen. And it, like, broke my heart, but in the best way possible. Like, it, it was such a touching moment for me. And I'm not going to lie. Like, obviously, we loved all the Marvel movies that have come out. Right. Like, except for two. You know my two. Thor the and, Dark World and Incredible Hulk. Yup. <laughs> yeah, you know my two. But every other Marvel movie, other than those two absolute shit fests, you know that I love them. And I love them with my whole heart. But yeah. this movie meant so much more to me because spider-man's always been my guy there's pictures of me my mother got me a spider-man outfit Mm -hmm. when i was younger and i wore it for four years wow there's a part where i there's pictures of me where i went into meyer with a spider-man suit on that definitely did not fit me (laughs) and like (laughs) the sleeves are ending like halfway up my arm as a kid (laughs) so you can tell i always had the suit for a while and I would, like, wear the whole mask and everything. And then, like, when that mask didn't fit, they went and got me a bigger one. Oh, my God. Fit. And it went, I, I I just loved, I've, I've loved Spider-Man since I was a little kid. So it really meant so much more to me than any of the other Marvel movies possibly could have just because of this, like, immediate emotional connection. And for me, Toby hit it the most because that was just, that was my boy. And it, he was my guy. Yeah. Did you guys think Toby Maguire died when he got stabbed? Because I, I totally did. My eyes out as soon as I heard the blade. Yeah. As I, soon as I heard it, the, I heard the, and I literally went, <laughs> and like tears just flooded, and like everybody was like, "Are you okay?" Like they're all like checking up me, like, "Dude, it, it's a movie. 
he's okay. And I'm like, I know, but like, as I just said, like, it was my boy, and I really thought that they killed him. And I was, yep, started bawling my eyes out. And then he's like, I've been stabbed before. Yeah, I love that. I was like, okay. Like, I was like, wiping tears. Like, okay. It, yeah. Oh, it, way, to, way to really put me through the ringer so many things. Yeah, and I just loved even, like, him just catching... Uh, stopping Tom from killing Goblin, like, that was just such a powerful moment. He didn't even need to say anything. Like, that just, that look, like, that was good enough. I've been down this path, and you just constantly question if you could have changed what you did. Yeah. Especially, I love how, at the end, my favorite line from Toby is, obviously, all the other lines are funny, especially, I fought an alien black goo once, and, like, the best line from Toby in this movie, in my opinion, is don't worry about it. It's what we do, right? And, like, them just realizing, like, Spider-Man is a character. What he does is simply he saves people. He doesn't, like, kill, other than an endgame. Activate is to kill. But <laughs> Spider-Man's biggest thing is, like, you have to try to help as many people as you can. And I bawled my eyes out just thinking about it after he said it. And I was like, it is your thing. Like, you do that. That's your thing. And, like, yeah, I was definitely the biggest overgrown baby watching Spider-Man that night. Mm -hmm. Well, it was 4 o'clock, so that day. But, yeah. Yeah. Bawled my eyes out. All because of Tobey Maguire in the best way possible. And if I ever meet him... I'm going to shake his hand for 30 minutes straight while constantly <laughs> just thanking him for everything that I've ever seen him in ever because I love him. Yeah. He's awesome. It's... I'm just, like, really happy he lended himself to the role so well still. Yeah. You know? It's and like... he acted like somehow he had the same quirky mannerisms, like the way he waved where it's like that weird <laughs> hand thing still had that. And the way he was still awkward, like, hey, I hope you didn't mind I walk. Yeah. Well, it's closed now, and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of him. He, he was so wholesome. Yeah, he really... Was before Spider-Man 3, when he smacked the fuck out of MJ. But yeah, it, like... It's a... Dig on this. Yeah. Pizza time! I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> yeah, you want forgiveness? Get religion. <laughs> and then in this movie, he's like, don't kill anybody. I'm like, well... <laughs> you had your he wanted to turn Sandman in into fucking mud, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Did you kill him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really... It's great to hear your guys' stories with Toby. And, like, I honestly think he did. He was the best at playing, like, the dweebiness of Peter Parker really, really well. And, like, I do think, like, that... Like, that... Um, I think, again, I think all three of these actors have been great uh, as Peter Parker as Spider-Man. I feel like it really captured the three generations thing that Josh was talking about. Because mm-hmm. it's like with Toby, I have like, you know, an action figure from Spider-Man 2. Right. 2004-1. I still have the Doc Ock action figure, yeah. Right. And then I have like, you know, a Spider-Man bed set. That was like, it was it was Toby's suit. Like, it was him, you know. Um, so you have the first iteration of that that was widely successful. <laughs> and then you have Andrews, which, you know, captured a new kind of look and feel, I guess. And then you have, you know, 
this one. Yeah, Tom. And yeah. Everything that it represents and whatnot. Right. Yeah, it's this is really powerful to listen to you guys talk about it and get to, you know I, I I really I mean this is, explains why Spider Man connects to so many people as a, as a hero as a character um, more than a lot of other superheroes do. Um, yeah, so, and I, I did want to say also my fa- other favorite scene that really just made me love it even more than I was already loving it is, like, the Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter 3, and Evandry being like, I um, love it, it's like, Peter 3! <laughs> <laughs> um, and just the moment where the music swells and they're running to jump off the um, the construction set, and it just, like, bum, 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 and they just swing off, and it just was beautiful and that was like the fact that we're getting this right now in live action is insane so if they didn't disappear we could have had a really good like three spider-man swinging scene oh yeah really wish we could have gotten that but somebody posted an idea on instagram actually that like the closing of the movie they thought that it was going to be like them reciting this spider-man mantra but all back in their own universes oh, that's so cool and, like fighting separate villains to close out the movie so like it, sh- it could have shown andrew like fighting hardy's venom and it could have showed toby fighting this was what i was really excited about it could have shown toby fighting campbell's mysterio showed tom like going towards a villain that we don't really know who it is yet but and like i i was like okay like yeah you keep tom's in the dark because obviously he's the guy we're still going with right and then you could have literally just gone balls to the wall with the other two because what are they gonna do call you out on it they don't (laughs) have other movies yeah so i was like oh it's kind of genius i i still love how they ended it but like you saying they could have it up, definitely. Of them. Huh? So they could have hammed it up, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when you mentioned, like, they could have all been swinging together, it made me think of that, because it was all of them, like, swinging separately, and it, like, they broke the mantra up into three parts. So Toby said the first part, and then Andrew said the middle part, and then Tom brought it home, and I was like, ooh, that sound, yeah. it sounded so good. Plus, it's all yeah. Sony's footage, so they could have done something. Yeah, they, could they really could have. Want. Yeah. They um, could have put some dirt in our eye. <laughs> 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 oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Alright, had to say it. Yeah. Um, okay, the scene, I, sorry, I cried one last time. Yeah, go for and it. And the part that got me the most was um, the moment between Doc Ock and Toby. Yes, yes. Because he was like, hey, Doc. And, like, he was like, Peter? And he takes his mask off, and you see that that's his Peter Parker. Right. And then... How are you, dear boy? Songs, one of my favorite songs. Oh my it God, killed yeah. me. Because you hear the... The Raimi like music, the yeah. actual, original Danny Elfman Spider-Man yep. theme. And I was, like, I was a wreck, because I love that song. And I listened to it, like, I'm not even kidding. I had the song on repeat. I literally fell asleep to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man song the night before I was going to watch it because I, I couldn't stop listening to it. And, like, yeah. 
y'all are making me want to get the trilogy on Blu-ray now. I, I have I have the Raimi trilogy on DVD that I just got recently before No Way Home came out. And well, I went to FYE last week, and I found this, and I also found this, and I also found this. And they were all, like, four bucks a piece. It's so good. Um, yeah, I just, um, yeah, this is incredible. Um, let's, uh... <laughs> spectacular yeah i'm just saying the spider-man thing yeah but no like you said like andrew and toby's themes playing in the background was so good um so all right so let's uh let's get to our post credits now number one tom hardy as venom is here learning about the mcu uh there's a big angry green man there's a aliens don't collect stones um <laughs> And honestly, I wonder, I was telling JJ and Gabe afterwards, and like, I wonder if Tom Hardy was actually drunk, because it just seemed like he might have been actually drunk. Um, Tom Hardy showed up, like, I don't give a shit about this movie. Like, if, <laughs> if this is what you're going to give me, I'm going to get plastered while filming it. Yeah, so, and then uh, he gets warped back to his universe, um, which, but lit, left a little Venom symbiote behind for the MCU. So, I mean... Ooh. That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I was hoping to see Tom Hardy and Tom Holland interact, but... I honestly, I'm very glad that Tom Hardy is not the MCU's Venom. Mm -hmm. I get that sound. He did ne he never fit in mm -hmm. my eyes, which is why I was like, oh, you know, that, okay, whatever. Like, he does not fit the style of the MCU, and mm -hmm. I think that Sony and kevin knew that mm -hmm. and i think that's why they made the decision they did because they just knew that he wasn't a great fit for the mcu spider-man but i'm very excited to see who they get hell maybe to they love giving people second chances maybe Topher for grace is coming back please no please no <laughs> Can you imagine Topher Grace comes back, but instead of, like, the skinny Venom, they actually do, like, bulk his Venom up, God. and he's just, like, this humongous monster, and you're like, yeah! I just like being bad. Yeah, I like being bad. It makes me happy. God. I'm like, well, okay, that 70s Venom. Yeah. Alright, well... Uh, and then we'll talk about, uh, the Doctor Strange 2 teaser. We got the Multiverse and Chaos, the Return of Mordo. Um, looks like Christine, Rachel McAdams' character, and oh. Strange Mary, it looks like, or he's at her wedding. It actually looks like he was at her wedding from the sidelines. Yeah, it could, that could be. Because if not, I don't know who the guy next to him is, and I really hope it's not his best man, because we've never met him before. Right. Um... Strange goes to Wanda for help, says he's not there because of Westview. Um, we see a little bit of America Chavez, who's going to be played by Zochi Gomez. Um, and uh, Strange Supreme from What If is back. So, lots of fun Did stuff. Did you see the theory that that's not actually uh, Strange Supreme? Really? There's a theory because they don't show one of his hands, so they think that this... Doctor Strange actually has, like, one hand, so it's oh. not the Strange Supreme. They think that someone else... They think that the Strange Supreme will be in it, but also, apparently, there's a rumor that, like, number one, there's going to be a lot of fun cameos, which we already knew that. Yeah. But number two, that there's going to be a lot of Benedict Cumberbatch playing different Stranges. Oh, that's cool. Multiverse. Or 
even that they're going to get some other actors to pop in as Doctor Strange and be like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Stephen Strange. Who are you? And he's like, I'm Stephen Strange. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Like, some A-list at, oh my god. He walks through a portal, you turn around, and you just see that Leonardo DiCaprio is Stephen Strange of a different universe. I, oh god. My god, I need or you see that like Spider-Man is the Sorcerer Supreme in one universe so like he walks into the Sanctum and then you just see a hand like do all the magic shit and it turns around and he's just like I don't know who they'd get to play him you, they can do whatever they want but like, honestly even if it's Tom Holland where he's like hey dude and like <laughs> just floats down like oh whoa <laughs> I, my neighbor he's asshole can we get mr dickovich as dr strange mr dickovich comes back give me rent dr strange like you'll get your rent when you fix this damn door if promises were crackers my daughter would be fat That makes me even more excited. Yeah. Apparently, like, they're going to show Avengers that we've already seen, but with different actors playing them. One of them that was being rumored was that they brought in Tom Cruise to play an alternative Tony Stark, which I don't know how I feel about it. But also, with the MCU, I've seen a lot of actors play a lot lot of roles that I didn't think they could do. Right. Benedict Cumberbatch, I was like, okay, interesting. And now he's one of my favorites. Right. So, like, honestly, I don't even question him anymore. I just show up to the movie and I make my opinion then. Right. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? I do like Wanda's, like, update on her costume as well. It has the sleeves. Like, that's cool. Wanda uh... looks amazing. I'm very excited to see Strange again. I want to see Strange Supreme because, holy shit, obviously there's going to be a lot of cameos. Deadpool is rumored to cameo, and I really want that to happen. Captain Carter? X-Men, yeah, Captain Carter is supposed to cameo. Some of the X-Men, such as Patrick Stewart, are supposed to oh. show up. Professor X. So I don't know who's going to show up, but I'm very excited. Apparently, a lot of the reshoots that Marvel mentioned were actually... They were labeled reshoots so that they could sneak in famous actors to cameo in it or people that we've seen before in different universes to cameo. I think it would be hilarious if, like, the 90s Japanese Spider-Man shows up, like, starts speaking Japanese strange, like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 Who is this guy? Well, like, yeah, apparently there's a bunch of people that are supposed to show up. We know that Loki's coming back in some way, shape, or form. We know that Wanda's coming back, Christine's coming back, Uh, America Chavez coming um strange is coming like 20 of them because it's sam raimi we could get bruce campbell oh don't even say that don't give me hope i I think we will why would you do it i think we're gonna get helps maintain the illusion god i love that i like i didn't even know that as a kid i'm like i'm an idiot like yeah now i watch it and i'm like it was right there josh it was right there yeah 
I'm so I'm so excited. Like Sam Raimi is a great choice for uh, in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a little freaky, no? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Which good. I like that. That sounds cool. He's like, yeah, I, I, we're gonna do something the MCU has never seen before. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like Sam Raimi. God, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to be like breakneck speed though, but I want it to be kind of like, holy shit, you see a celebrity cameo for like a minute. Or like yeah. just twenty seconds. Unless yeah. you want more, but you're not gonna get it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, well um, I can't yeah. something bad enough. Yeah, we'll see if it's our next MCU thing. I assume maybe we'll get a show before then next year, but obviously Book of Boba Fett is happening first and then Also I was surprised in the trailer, sorry. You're to good. hear the line that actually wasn't in No Way Home. Oh, yeah, they they changed Strange's dialogue. Yeah, because the, like, Wong being like, don't cast that spell. Like, I don't think that was actually in No Way Home. No, no, it, was it wasn't. Like, no, don't, don't do that. They kept the dialogue from the trailer of No Way Home, and they put it in the trailer of Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the trailer was supposed to come out before Spider-Man, mm -hmm. and then they just forgot to take that dialogue out. But, yeah, I... I was interested that that dialogue played when that wasn't actually in the movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to say in, before I hit Easter eggs and then we'll hit uh, our rankings? I'm Gucci. All right. Easter eggs that I found. Rhino and Scorpion show up in the multiverse crack. Um, so they're silhouettes. So um, that's interesting. Uh, we had all the meme references, Miles Morales reference, um, references to all the past Spider-Man. Uh, apparently there was a deleted scene with Tom Holland's bro, Harry Holland, that got cut where, uh, he caught his brother, um, robbing a store, so, um, Bruh. fortunately didn't make the cut. Um, any other Easter eggs you guys caught? I'm sure there's a lot more. <laughs> uh, nothing I spotted. Mm-hmm. Josh? Um, I thought that Craven showed up. I didn't see Craven. Like, I on my second watch, I was trying to check. Like, I obviously saw a Rhino and Scorpion, but I didn't see Craven. Well, at silhouette. first, because the reason I thought so was in the thing, I saw someone walk up, and they had a spear. Oh. And it looked like they had fur around them. So Ooh. I thought that was uh, Craven. That probably is. But... I know that, obviously, Craven is about to enter the MCU, I think. And um, I think it's through, like, Black Panther 2, uh, I believe. Or that maybe that was just rumored. But And then we're going to get Kraven in the new Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2 game next year. And, oh my gosh, if I get a PS5, we'll let you know how the game is. Yeah, yeah. If anyone ever actually is able to buy a PS5 before <laughs> I have kids in, like, 10 years. It's supposed to be very scarce into 2022 as well like even more scary. I, if i don't get to buy this spider-man game i swear to god i'm gonna fucking kill them oh yeah if i don't have one by like, fbi but yeah. not really yeah also i don't know if you noticed but my hat is spider-man in it's his logo inside of the dr strange circle oh my god and it gets even better this is the cap of the this is the bill of the hat mm. oh my god Dude, that's hype. All right. Well, let's hit the rankings. We'll start with our villains. Um, I think I'm just going to skip our 
reading off the villain rankings just for time's sake because we still have to talk about Hawkeye tonight. Um, but um, let's start. Willem Dafoe was Green Goblin. So you guys convinced me. I was on the teetering edge of going for a perfect score. Um, but now that you guys convinced me, I'm totally going for it. Perfect six for Willem Dafoe. He's the most one of the most iconic comic book villains of all time. And I just love how he's pure chaos in this movie. We haven't, haven't quite gotten a villain that's just pure chaos. Um, and just for the sake of it, but it worked. And I loved it. Him as just the main antagonist here. And just Willem Dafoe is fantastic. So perfect six for me. Uh, I want to give him a six too. He was freaking perfect in Spider-Man 1. He was freaking perfect in this. Mm-hmm. He just lends himself to the weird-ass goblin character he plays so well. And he's full of monologues, and he's full of evil, and he's kind of scary sometimes. <laughs> and I love that character dearly. Yeah. Josh? Six. Hype. All right, so right now it's a six. We'll see what JJ and Will have to say uh, in a couple days. If they fuck this up for us, I swear to God, I'm going to be so fucking pissed, Pookie. I, I, I swear to God, I'll jump on and I'll freak out. I mean, you, you're already pissed, I think, because Will Will uh, Will made it that Justin Hammer was the worst-ranked villain. Don't even remind <laughs> me. I'm so yeah, I. There's no way that Justin Hammer is worse than Malekith, okay? Yeah, you're you're right, you're right. I I didn't put him that low. It was literally Will that gave him a one. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Brooke. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. All right. Um. So, uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. I'm gonna give a five point seven. He was really really great as well. Um. I like. I don't have anything wrong with him. I guess. Um, obviously he wasn't completely villainous though. So I think just, I think he should be underneath some other villains just for that reason, but he's still really high up there. So yeah, I'll give it a six too. All right. Gosh. Six baby. All right. Um, oh, I forgot to say we should probably break the tie between Thanos and green goblin, but Oh, goodbye, Purple Man. Okay. Yeah, that guy's gone. Yeah, okay. Green Goblin is number one. So I'm going to quickly... I'm going to quickly um, get the... <laughs> I'm going to quickly get um, the uh, Doc Ock average score. Way, <laughs> There's a new Goblin in town. And it's the same guy who played the old Goblin. <laughs> All right, so right now, uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is at a 5.9, I believe. He is in fourth place. He's behind Infinity War Than- uh, Green Goblin, Infinity War Thanos, and Hela, I believe. Uh, make mine a 6.2, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Um, so then Jamie Foxx is Electro. I'm going to give him a 5. He was at least... he. Did some really fun stuff. Um, there was some... He, he, he redeemed himself from Amazing Spider-Man 2, but he wasn't the best, um, as we've kind of talked about. But I'm glad he redeemed himself, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys going to give Electro? Mm. 
I mean, like, it's not the best. Right. <laughs> I feel like the... He could have had more screen time and I would be able to gauge it better. Yeah. Um, maybe like a, like a four, I guess. I don't know. He was... That's fine. <laughs> uh, he was cool. It was like an, a lot better interpretation or um, portrayal mm-hmm. of Electro. I mean, versus the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Come on. Yeah. I think, and, like, also Electro's, like, one of my favorite villains. Whoops. Um, so he's definitely a solid four for me. Yeah. That makes sense. Josh? Rookie, I'm going with yours with a five. Because, like, he was good. Mm-hmm. But, like, he could have gotten a six if he was among the same screen time as, like, Goblin and Ock. But he wasn't. They decided to fuck around and find out. Well, here's where they're finding out. He's getting a five. All right. That gives him a 4.67. I believe we need to break another tie. Um, He is at... um, This is going to move a couple things around. He is tied with Agatha Harkness right now. Oh, blow Agatha. Sorry, blow (laughs) Agatha. I, I, I can't. I love Agatha too much. Yeah, a- Agatha's great, so I'm fine with putting Electro, and that's... Wait, 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 wait. We gotta get Gabe's opinion. Gabe, what do you think? Yeah, uh, Agatha, <laughs> Agatha can go below him for sure. What? Wait, below, or... <laughs> Are we talking about Electro? Yeah, yeah. is Electro... I said, I said I was gonna put Agatha above him. Yeah, but, like, I feel like the TV shows aren't as, like... Like, obvious, listen, they're canon, they're canon, but, like, I really kind of focus on, like, the movie villains holding, like, more importance, I guess, until she comes back and... Yeah, Agatha's about to get a whole-ass show, bro. Yeah, House of Harkness. Okay, yeah, she was pretty good in this show. (laughs) She was fun, she was so much fun, and I I do agree that she's better than Electro, but Electro's not bad. I'm not trying to force you, Gabe, I'm just trying to persuade you. Sure. Agatha was down bad, bro. We know. Yeah. She walked. She walked into the. What was it? Uh, was it like episode seven where they had her theme song? Yeah, Agatha all along. Yep. Yeah, Agatha all along. She walked in with all that cake for no reason, flew in like a witch out of hell, <laughs> and then just decided to have the best fashion, the best jokes. She took Wanda's man-made show and made it her own and controlled Wanda. That's a villain right there. For sure. Alright, well she is she is uh or Electro is below Agatha Harkness. I'm gonna put her I'm gonna put Electro uh between Agatha Harkness and she is uh above Can I clarify, in... this had nothing to do with race. <laughs> this was purely based off of character attributes. Yes. And she, and uh Electro is above uh Infinity Ultron from what if. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can destroy galaxies with a thought. Why won't you die? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So now let's I'm gonna read off the MC rankings so far and then we'll rank No Way Home. Alright. So MCU standings as they stand. Uh 
this was based on because Will and I were the only ones to talk about Shang-Chi, but currently Shang-Chi is at number one with a 5.95. What? Yeah, I, listen, I gave it a 5.9 and Will, because I really liked it, but I thought it should be below Endgame, and Will just gave it a six, so. Okay. <laughs> I humbly disagree with you. I don't think, I don't think it should be number one, but. No, I do not at all. But I, but I enjoyed Shang-Chi. <laughs> but, yeah, it's very good. I, I agree. <laughs> but, all right. Like, obviously, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I did not come out of that, come out of that movie all like, new best Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Uh, no, I'm it... not going to lie. If I was on that, I would have given it, like, a 4.5. That's fair. Like, and... It was good, but, like, not good enough where I was like, oh, my God, Shang-Chi's going to come back and lead the Avengers. Nah. It, I, I could see Electro leading the Avengers before Shang-Chi could. It is top five for me, but it's below Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame for oh, me. It, yes. So, um, but uh, number two is Endgame at 5.94. Then number three is Black Panther at a 5.93. So they're all pretty close. Infinity War number four at 5.86, followed by Loki season one at 5.83. Uh, number six, Captain America, the Winter Soldier at 5.66. Then we've got Spider-Man Far From Home at 5.55. Avengers at number eight, 5.53. WandaVision at number nine. Well, WandaVision at 5.5. <laughs> number 10, closing out the top 10 is Thor Ragnarok at 5.4. Then we've got uh, Civil War at 5.38. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier at number 12 with a 5.37. Uh, number 13, Captain America, the first Avenger at 5.23. So a bunch of Captain Americas in a row there. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron at number 14 at 5.07. I don't think it should be that high, but. <laughs> oh, well. I don't know, man. Um, I, I like Robert California as Ultron. Oh, yeah. No, James Spader's great. Your opinion. Yeah. Uh, number 15, Iron Man at 4.87. Number 16, Doctor Strange at 4.85. Number 17, Homecoming at 4.7. Number 18, Guardians, which I think is too low. <laughs> Guardian, <laughs> Guardians at a 4.69. Then number 19, Ant-Man and the Wasp at 4.68. Number 20, Black Widow at 4.51. Number 21, Guardians 2 at 4.5. I know how much that kills Baruki. Yeah. I know how I think Guardians is. 2 is way better than Black Widow, but... <laughs> Most movies are better than Black Widow. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, of course, uh, according to Zach Crafts, Black Widow would be the worst movie of all time. Well, like, I mean, come on. I'm not going to get over this. <laughs> Taskmaster? Never in my life did I think the words Taskmaster was the worst Marvel villain of the year would ever come out of my mouth. Yeah. Un- it came out of my mouth. Taskmaster was the worst Marvel villain of 2020. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, number 22, Eternals at 4.25. Oh, come on, Druid. <laughs> number 23, Iron Man 3 at 4.08. 24, Ant-Man at 3.97. 25, Thor at 3.83. 26, Captain Marvel at 3.7. Number 27, The Incredible Hulk at 3.6. 28, What If Season 1, 3.57, 29, Iron Man 2 at 3.17, and hopefully Forever and Dead Last, number 30, Thor the Dark World at 2.97. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> okay, so for No Way Home, 
I'm giving it a perfect six. I think it's the best Marvel movie I've ever watched. Um, I think all, it had all the great emo- right emotional notes. Um, I was thoroughly entertained throughout. And like just the way they weaved in all these multiversal stuff, the other Spider-Men, like everything just worked and it could have completely failed. But like uh, Sony brought all their previous like Spider-Man stuff and then... Uh, at the Marvel Stu- Marvel Studios brought Kevin Feige in the direction that it was that was needed to make it good. So um, you know, I really really loved this film. So yeah, perfect six for me. Man, I'm really torn because I really like the scope of Endgame and mm-hmm. Infinity War. Right. But this also does like some crazy things itself. You know. Mm-hmm. Very tough decision. Um, I was going to say 5.85, just kind of sandwich it right below, uh, what was it, Endgame that was right above that? Yeah. I just want this to beat Shang-Chi, just because I think it's better than Shang-Chi. Where's Shang-Chi? 5.95, right now. (laughs) perfect six. Perfect six. I mean, like, you can give it whatever rating you want, I don't want you to be like... No, listen. Listen, it has, <laughs> it has to be Shang-Chi. It has to. It, has to. <laughs> it legally has to, or else Kevin's coming for us. <laughs> All right, well, Josh, what are you going to do? We got two sixes. To round this out and make it the perfect satanical number, I'm going to give you the third six. You're going to Hollywood. You're going to the finale. Golden buzzer. No way home. Oh, man. And if it gets an Oscar, perfect. So If it gets an Oscar, I don't know what I'll do. I, I, mm, I'll do crazy. many illegal drugs. This yeah. Summer. So I believe this is the third film we've ever given a perfect score. I believe the other two are Empire Strikes Back and Into the Spider-Verse. Not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised. Those are the... Uh, those... What? Those are honestly two of my favorite movies that you just mentioned. Yeah, so, you know, I, I really, really am glad. And we'll see what JJ will give it. I don't know if it'll stay at a perfect six, but let's hope. <laughs> if it does not beat Shang-Chi, I swear to God, the Holy War will start by my hand. <laughs> my God. Um, we also have to rank Hawkeye tonight. So this is the end of part one of Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, if you want to listen to this one, obviously it's going to be up probably tomorrow, and then Will and JJ's part two will be... Now we have to get Hawkeye to beat Shang-Chi, too. <laughs> oh my god, why? <laughs> I feel bad... Shang-Chi has to be beat by every other movie after this. I feel bad saying that. I feel like people think I we have an... It's a great movie, but it we need to knock it down a peg or two. That's fair. Um, And I, I, I didn't mean well, to, like... Yeah, no, not better than Spider-Man, but we'll we'll see what happens with Hawkeye as well after. So we'll talk about... I don't know, this Shang-Chi guy is pretty cool. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining me for Spider-Man, uh, but we're excited to talk Hawkeye as well. So we'll see you guys next time on The Tribe of Nerds.